0: What's going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in again to truth be told Hosea 46 four 6 podcast i feel like uh you guys have listened to a few of our episodes so we shouldn't have to introduce ourselves again and over and over and over again so we're just gonna skip that part but um thank you guys for listening um, um also thank you to all of you who have uh felt generous enough uh to donate and to give to us we greatly greatly appreciate um your support, even your support listening, we thank you so much because it it uh, helps to expand this podcast and really get this podcast to where um, we would pray for it to be. Um, if you would like to give, we have a cash app, and it is uh, dollar sign T B T h-o-s-e-a-46. Again, that's T B T H O S E A four. Six and we also use PayPal as well. And that's PayPal.me forward slash t uh, b t h o s e a four six. You can find us on uh, iTunes. You can now find us on Google. Um, cue the applause. Um, you can also find us on Podbean, and we are currently working on Spotify as well. So we're trying to cover all the platforms um, that that all of y'all use, um, and to make it easily accessible for. You all. What's going on, Big Trev? What's happening, Captain? Nothing much, man. Nothing much. Um grateful. Grateful to be here today. Father's Day coming up. What you got planned?
1: Ah man, um, peace and quiet. And uh <laughs> a cup of coffee and a book, and I'm good to go. I hear that. Simple, man. Simple. Uh I, I don't I don't know. Some fathers may go out. I don't. I just I'm simple. You know.
0: Yeah. I'm straight I, simple I, with it. I, I don't really know what to do. My uh, Maya keeps asking me, but um, I'm, I'm not sure. Everything's still kind of partially closed, and um, you know, we always go to the park. So yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't Micah, really
1: know. yeah, Micah, she'll have some up her sleeve because um, she she's good with that type of. I'll tell you a little bit, but then there's another bit that's sort of a surprise. So you know, but she knows what. What I want, I think last year I said. She said, "What do you want, Father's Day? Peace and quiet." <laughs> <laughs> so I was able to sit up in, matter of fact, in this room, uh, and just enjoy some me time and read a book. And she took Kinsley, our youngest, and mm. our I'm sorry, our oldest, but she was the only at that time for we had our baby girl. So mm. uh, yeah, I'm cool with just look, man. Just give me just give me some coffee and a book. I'm straight, you know. I may even sit on a back deck and do some barbecuing. So I hear that Ty- I hear typical that. dad stuff, you know? Right. Right.
0: <laughs> Very simple. Some sleep. That's what I want. Yes, sir. Yeah. I don't want no socks. I want sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely, man. So um, so <clears throat> you actually shared the video with me um of a pastor. I don't know if we should chop his name. I guess we can. I mean, his his clip is on YouTube. Um, get sued for. Yeah. Uh uh Pastor Vadi Bakum, I think I said his last name right. Um and uh he he was quoted in one of his sermons. Um and I'm I'm paraphrasing. So if if you if you want to go see it verbatim, uh you can just YouTube it, Vadi Bakum. Um I but I forgot what the title was. Uh let me pull it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull it up. So um
1: let's see here.
0: But yeah, so he um, he 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 basically shared um, his experience with um, black churches and um, and his experience with white churches. You got to put
1: yeah, yeah. It's uh, entitled "Why I Left a predominantly black church to attend a predominantly white church?"
0: And, and even in the title, I think the title is like
1: <laughs> provocative.
0: Yeah, very. Yeah. I'm like oh hold on now because I mean even for me my first reaction was like oh lord like here we go you know
1: yeah oh. you know I mean i said say it like this from I guess coming from you know having that that background academically mm. that some folks black folks don't care too much for voting because mm. of the crowd he runs with Mm -hmm. um you know and i'm not talking about anybody or what have you but that's the i'm just giving you the general Mm -hmm. oversight as to why some feel the way they feel about him other than that i mean he's brilliant when it comes to the text you know Mm -hmm. uh some theology whether you agree with reform theology or not he's still somebody to reckon with you know um so I I kept seeing it being posted on Facebook, and I like I just ignored it. I thought he was saying something about the yin Yang. <laughs> I was like, "Well, it's, that's typical, you know." But then somebody made a post. It was like, you know, what I ha- I may have differences with hmm. him, but I hear where he's coming from. I was like, you know, let me let me check it out. You know, let me let me formulate my own opinion. So I listened
0: yeah. to it. So basically, and I like again, I said I'm I'm paraphrasing, so just kind of rewind uh rewind back 10 seconds so you can catch the title of the video. But um to paraphrase him, he basically said that uh in his experience, he did put the disclaimer in his experience, not all black churches, but in his experience, the pressure was always on the white church to racially reconcile with um the black community. But When it comes to the black church, there isn't, he didn't see too much of a desire or, or this just strong passion to Mm -hmm. reconcile Mm -hmm. with the white community and, and bring white, white evangelicals into their church. Mm -hmm. Um, But then he said he met white pastors who had such a strong desire and, and would ask him, you know, day after day, what can I do? And just pleading with him what can I do to you know change the identity of my church I don't want it to be predominantly white anymore I feel like we're missing individuals especially the black community Mm -hmm. and uh, that led to him um, leaving the black church and no longer attending a black church and this was in the early 90s I think um yeah, yeah. when Somewhere they made that change yeah. and we're now 2020 so that's almost 20 years that he's been out of um he's he's never you know fully been a member or uh, an employee of a church yeah
1: um you know and he ma- he made some some good remarks um about his experience hmm. uh you know talking about questions coming across in mind, am I being used for tokenism, mm. you know? Uh, and this is when he was hired by a dominantly white evangelical church. You know, uh, he even said there were certain remarks made, mm. you know, and I mean, and, and before even getting that, I mean, he, he said, you know, we were really black. I mean, his wife graduated from a HBCU, you know, they attended the black church and Varley said that's all he knew, you know, and so he he went into that space, you know, as Jamal detailed as far as, you know, what led him there, but he went into that space and those thoughts came across his mind. Am I being used for tokenism? Um, you know, certain remarks. I think he said in the video he was called the N word. I think i don't don't quote me on that. Um, you know, so he wasn't off limits to experience racism. Um, You know, and I'm glad that he detailed that because some of us may be afraid to go over there to those spaces for that fear, you know, of experiencing subtle nuances of bigotry, of racism, Uh, you know, so, I think that if somebody is in that predicament right now, you know, uh, or even wrestling with that, you know, it, that the video can be a benefit to you. Um, you know what I'm saying? But I don't, man, I don't, how do, how do you perceive it, Jamal? What, uh-huh. When you first saw it, I mean, because it, it, to me, it, to me, it softened my heart to him. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. I know some people like, man, Trev, I know you, Listen, I I feel for the brother, you know, because it looked like some tears was falling from his eyes, mm. like he was wiping tears, you know.
0: You know, um, when I watched it, and I don't even remember. I I, I I did watch it in its entirety. Um, I, I I've never had a uh, similar experience to that degree to, you know, you and his, um, experiences to that degree. Um, however, I've always, when I came into Christ, I always kind of had this feeling that, you know, why, why are churches, why, why is Sunday the most segregated day, even though we live in a desegregated, um, quote unquote, desegregated, um, know time period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we have a white church here, we have a black church here, you know, Mexican church here. And I I've, I've always questioned it um and to his point, you know, I, I think I I think he makes a valid point. Um um you know, to say that, you know, race racial, reconcilia- r- racial reconciliation within the church can be one-sided. Yeah, yeah. Um now after you know a, a day or two of thinking about it do i think it's solely one sided like just as a whole not necessarily but i think it can be one sided mm-hmm. um because you know when i look at the scriptures and i think about the the ancient biblical days um you know i kind of I, I i try to find some correlation between now where i live <laughs> There's um there's a particular role where there's about two or three two or three churches in a row that are Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Now I think there's a predominantly white church like a minute down the road, and as far as a church being in a community to meet the needs of a of a specific ethnicity, I don't think anything's wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's I I I think that's great um however when it comes to the unity aspect i think that's where the problem is that you know we should be joining forces with these other churches and that's how i kind of see it in the ancient biblical days is that even though there may have been a church the, the church of galatia here the church of ephesus they still were connected in some form I guess through Paul, but it's like, they knew who they were. They knew who each other were. And if Ephesus needed some food or some money, Mm -hmm. Galatia would Mm -hmm. send some money or some food, you know, and they would, they would all help each other in the church. So I think, I, I I think there's a disunity. There's more of a disunity there than it is that racial reconciliation is one-sided. Now, now, like I said, I do say, I think he makes a valid point because you know, there could be, and I'm sure there probably is, one black at least one black pastor in this entire country that is screaming for racial reconciliation, Mm -hmm. but then he's preaching to a predominantly black church. Um, and if we don't address both sides, I think it can look like, you know, there's some impartiality here or, you know, or some lack of accountability, you know, we're you're you're forcing if if I'm a white man, I'm I could be thinking you're you're putting this grave responsibility on me. Right, right. But then you don't have any white people. You you're not pursuing a multicultural church. But here I am, I generally am. And I think there are some genuine people who want a multicultural multicultural, multi-ethnic church. Mm. And then there are some that they just kind of want it for looks almost like a like a business, you know, we're going to hire two or three people so we can meet that diversity quota. You know, it's the same way for the church. I think some churches.
1: Let me, yeah, let me, uh, let me say, let me put this in there. Um, some may feel like, you know, let's just let's say, black people may feel as though black Christians may feel as though. Why are we the ones reconciling when you separated from us? when you Mm. categorized us as less than we had to sit in the balconies of your church, right? We had to take communion separate. We couldn't even get in your baptismal pool. We had to go and get baptized in another vicinity. Why, why is it necessary for us to come to you and reconcile when we Mm. didn't do any wrong to you? You know, that's good. That, that's probably running through some, some folks minds. Mm-hmm. You know, and another thing would be okay. How do we do church in mm. a multi-ethnic, multicultural setting? Because you know, black folk, you know, we just we like that organ and them drums. You know, that hand clap. You know, you hit that right note. It's 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 everybody going up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: hey, you drop that chord. It's over with. You know, mm-hmm. and but that's that's what we've known culturally. Even how. uh our preachers preach you know that whole can i get a witness you know <laughs> that that comes i think i was re- i got to look at the book over there uh but that comes from our ancestors coming over from africa and something i think it's a connection with how they told stories don't quote me on this but fact check me on this um how stories were told in certain portions of west africa that um mu- uh homiletical musicality is mm. what some professors were use in uh to categorize African American style of preaching. Mm. You know, um you know, so it, it it to some of us it may be a struggle to go in those type of settings because that's how we consider or let's say, you know, like I often hear, oh Doc, we churched up in that junk. You know, mm-hmm. we, we had straight church in there, man. You know, it was, you know, shouting and the choir was on point. You know, they sang this song and, you know, pastor preached an awesome message. And, mm-hmm. you know, so, and and it may differ in an evangelical church, mm-hmm. you know, uh, where it's not as enthusiastic, if I can say that, for a, a bridging term as what a black church would. Mm-hmm. You know, and so those things become factors. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to point something out. This is what the late Bishop G.E. Patterson said before he passed away. He said, it's always been, and I'm putting this in a nutshell. It's been some time since I've heard this, but he said, yeah, you've always had multicultural churches, multi-ethnic churches, but it's only occurred when the pastor is white. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, so th- these are issues that we would need to address because you look at, at Vody, he went to a white church.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So is reconciling for white folks, white Christians, y'all coming to us or we coming to y'all for church?
0: That's good. That's good. That's a good point. Someone actually brought that point up as well, that mm-hmm. um statistically... You see more black people, black Christians going into yeah. a white church than you see white Christians going into a black church. And I mean, that, you know, that highlights a huge, you know, issue, I think, um, a, a very subtle one. But mm-hmm. I think it highlights the issue within the, uh, the the problem of racial reconciliation within the church. Um another uh another point someone made or um was in regards to um uh, blacks not generally being the ones to exclude others yeah from yeah. church uh-huh. um and um i think historically that's true um however I know, I know from from personal experience. I, I I've known Black Christians to, you know, not be as welcoming to white people, you know, that came into the church. Like their demeanor changed; they were different. Um, I okay. used to, uh, I, I I used to greet at one church, uh-huh. and um, I noticed this one particular time, um, there was a, a white. He had a black wife, but a white man, his his wife, they they walked into the church and were greeting people. Um and I noticed one of the other greeters, you know, greeted the people before them. And when he came along, it was like, Oh, you know, oh, well, hey, you know, shook his mm-hmm. hand. But it wasn't it wasn't the same as like, you know how how that person greeted the 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 black couple that came in before them. Yeah. Do you think do you think that well, I, no, I, let me rephrase it. Do you think there could be a potential hidden bias in some black Christians towards white people, white Christians, I should say.
1: Yeah, I mean even if you're in the minority, it does not exclude you from having certain prejudices against certain folk. I mean, you got to look at it as certain spaces for us as black people have been created as a safe place where we can openly talk about an oppressive government. Uh, we can talk about what's going on in society. Church is one and the barbershop on the beauty salon is another place, you know, um, so when somebody comes in our, that, that sort of space and we know the style of conversation, it's like, okay, we check to see how, you know, they're going to, you know, take what was just said, you know, um, because I'm going to say this when I was, a you know, a, even in later years with little, as a little boy, you know, I've always gone to predominantly bl- a black church, you know, Baptist and Pentecostal. So. When somebody that was Caucasian walked in, you know, you looked at them like everybody in the church had just turned, you know, because it was truly y'all went to y'all's place. We went to our place. It's not, it's, it wasn't anything that um they couldn't come. You know, You are everybody's welcome. But the way we have church, you know, uh, what's said in the church, you know, how would you take that? you know so uh those all play a factor but i you know just i i still i believe that even that you know minorities can still you know possess some 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 type of bigotry and prejudice as well because you're human and uh that sense of hatred knows no color
0: you know you must be trump 2020
1: no nah, no nah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm, no I'm, joking. I'm, I'm, I'm 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 being joking.
1: I, no you're good but i just i know how that is um when you have folks that that are not uh privy to your culture your language why certain stuff is said you know why do we call the pastor reverend elder you know reverend dr bishop we don't call him hey what's up hey what's up steve You know, you meet them. Mm -hmm. Oh, just call me. Just call me, Mike. Uh, You know, I'm Pastor Mike. We won't do that in a black church because we have an honor culture. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's why I said, you know, previously, how would that look like? How would church look like? I mean, there's some some churches that are making bounds and leaps to bridge that together. But you may have like I'll share my experience to to a degree here. uh, White church wanted me to come, predominantly white church you know, want to bring me on staff, you know, cool, you know, not a problem. Right. Uh, so, you know, I'm going through the interview process, you know, come preach for them. Uh, the leadership of the church wanted somebody that didn't look like them. You know, all the pastors, all the you know, clergy, whatever, they all wanted somebody African-American and uh, you know, the members some of them had an issue mm. and you know it felt it got to the point where i stopped hearing from them. i was like all right you, you know i you know turned down other job because you pumped my head up as far as like, yeah we'll bring you on you know you're going to be in charge of you know middle school age students and i was like all right cool you know i can work with that you know um but it just got to the point cut off. And I was like, I understand why, you mm. know, you don't, you know, your actions and your, your verbiage that you're using is it's telling me all I need to know, mm. you know? Um, so, mm. and how to confirm this is, you know, I somehow winded up on their, their page and seeing the person they put in place was white. Mm. So, You know, that's that's the subtle nuances is the reason why we may not want to come or be apprehensive about fully coming, because you you still hear stories about people, black people going to these spaces and their plight as black people in America is not being addressed. Right. You know, Uh, so what happens when there's killings of of blacks you know men and women by police officers and it's not addressed on Sunday morning mm-hmm. but over here in the black church we're going to address it and we're going to call it out mm-hmm. you know and we're going to find we're going to make our way through the text and you know make sure we find our identity in Christ but and then also address the injustices that are preached from Old Testament to New Testament you right. know will we get that same treatment or is it all lives matter over in predominantly caucasian churches
0: that's good you know i um to that i actually had a uh and and very similar experience to what you just described i was attending a church uh predominantly white and um, it was during, I think it was during the time around when Michael Brown um, was was killed uh, by a police officer in St. Louis. And um, I think something else had happened. And it was like a string of them. And um, I, I just remember like every Sunday, every week, was nothing said about it. Nothing addressed about it. Not on social media, not on Sundays, not in these small groups. Nothing was addressed about it. And, um, and and it made me feel some type of way. But on the other hand, there were members that I, I'm friends with on Facebook who are posting. Mm-hmm. They should have just cooperated. They should have just complied. They should have just did this if they hadn't have done that. Well, he was a drug dealer. He was this. He was that. And it's just like, you know, these are the members. These are the people that I'm shaking hands with, that I'm sitting with, that I'm praying with, that's praying for me but then they're on Facebook and they're not, they're not seeing the issue with the things of the, of, of, of what they're saying. Um, and then, uh, like I said, it's not being addressed in the church. And that was one of the reasons why I just kind of got up out of there. Cause I'm like, you know, um, if, if it's like this now, you know, it's going to be like this for a long time. But I think, I think, um, you know, it, it, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to be able to see the true colors of people. Um, mm-hmm. because it 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 causes pushback, but then it causes growth. I think what's that scripture uh in James where he talks about counting it all joy and talks about perseverance, yeah. perseverance yeah. building yeah. your perseverance. character. Yes. Um, so you know, I think um in any regard, you know, but especially uh in these type of situations where uh, a predominantly white church that's led by a uh, white leader is pushed, you know, to, you know, kind of go through this and figure out, OK, mm-hmm. I see the flaws of what's going on and they need to be addressed. I think the spirit, the Holy Spirit definitely is moving in a lot of people's hearts and um, is 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 starting to make changes, drastic changes that's been needed for a long time.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll say this, man, even to revealing how some pastors' hearts truly are about mm. how they how they have certain biases and and, and hidden bigotry, you know, mm. that you might see an influx of not only black people leaving that space, but some white folk leaving that space, some Asian folk, Hispanic folk, and flocking to Churches of, you know, certain cultures, you know, mm-hmm. might be flocking to a black church, might flock to a Hispanic church, might flock to a church. But I, I understand why certain, you know, you have certain like Hispanic churches that group up and Asian churches group because of language. Right, you know, Asian, what I'm saying yeah. I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. I'm not knocking that, but yeah, you know, um, those who who speak English clearly, I think it's going to come down to location. Mm the south that's a big one you mm-hmm. know uh and then how do we have church you mm-hmm. know what doctrine do we believe in that's going to be something we're going to have to hash out you know um so i you know it's it's a it's definitely a conversation to have i mean even if you you you're looking to just reconcile you know, uh, forgive. Hey, man, why are we separate? You know, it's it's other stuff that has to be hashed out. It's good that we forgive and we want to come together because we're in the same body. Right. You know, um, but culturally speaking, how we have church, you know, mm-hmm. some people just love, you know, love that type of style of church. They, you know, they have a proclivity to listen to certain music or certain preachers, you know, that may, may be how they hear God, you know, you may hear them through Hillsong over here. We hear them through Mississippi mass choir, Mm. you know, both, everything is done is being done under the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. You know, we can argue about the new subtle nuances a little bit later on, you know, Um, and it can start, man. I think it can really start with just, if you have two pastors, black and white, sincere heart that says, you know, we, we want to come together besides swapping pulpits just you know our church is going to fellowship with your church on this sunday morning Mm. services are most packed and Mm. vice versa we come to y'all we come to y'all we come to y'all on this sunday okay next month we'll come to y'all and expose our people to the different sides of worship because some people just haven't been exposed to various styles of
0: worship yeah you know
1: so yeah
0: and um I think I, I think it was actually your wife I, um we I think we were sitting down, this is before we had kids. I think we were sitting down. we had this conversation um and she had shared kind of her experience with taking a couple of her friends to a conference, and the music was different, and they were kind of put off like thrown off like,, mm-hmm. you know, this is something I'm not used to and and their reactions weren't as receptive to that sound something I always i, I always kind of think about and even this um watching that video and then just always in my thoughts is how consumerism or i'm not going to say consumerism how our uh our um what's the word i'm looking for our our not need but the word is right on my tongue but for for lack of better terms our desire to only hear a specific type of style of message yeah. or music uh-huh. can fall into consumerism mm-hmm. yeah. and it can be so bad to the point that we're so caught up on a particular style that we're missing God. Mm-hmm. You know, this mm-hmm. pastor could be, you know, and I said, uh, and God, uh, but he ain't saying I'm biblical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no? he, he, yeah. He, he read one scripture. Yeah. And then he got everybody jumping, like like Brother Bereen said, get the whole church jumping. You know, he got the whole Crank church that jumping, organ, and they cranked that organ. They running around and they throwing <laughs> money on the altar. You know, and he he hadn't said one thing that was biblical. Nope. But nope. on the other hand, you know, um, I, I I noticed the uh, a particular type of trend and style with um, non denominational white evangelical churches. They they tend to have a nice little joke for you, a nice little story to capture your attention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they get you laughing, they get you joking, et cetera, et cetera. And that pastor too cannot say anything biblical or just not say anything, you know, you know, that that's that's a good teaching moment at all. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and of course that's just, you know, that's just perspective. But um, I said all that to say, you know, I think um I, I think one of the problems, though, with um, us not being able to see more churches bridged with different cultures and different ethnicities, is because um, we have this consumerism type uh, uh, way of viewing church. And um, Francis Chan talked about it. That's one of the reasons why he left his church, the church that he he I'm not gonna say he built, but you know what I mean? The church that he built, you know, and, 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 and put together, he noticed people only wanted to come see him. You know, if there was a certain musician there that they didn't like, people wouldn't come, you know Mm -hmm, what I'm saying? mm -hmm. He he said, he got to the point where he stopped, stopped telling people that someone else was going to preach. And then it became a problem. Like people were upset that that was happening. So he, you know, that was one of the reasons why he left. And, um, You know, I I personally believe that's one of the things that keeps us from being truly multicultural and multi-ethnic. You know, I know there's different ways to hear God, and we all hear God differently. But I think if if the spirit is truly in us, it doesn't matter what type of style it is. We're able to see God and see Christ for who he is, no matter who's singing, no matter who's preaching. As long as that person is spirit-filled, you know, we should be able to get it now. Culturally wise, I think it's a different thing. You know, if, you know, this black church, you know, they got a lot of, you know, um, like black culturally, uh, you know, events and stuff like that to meet the needs of that community, that black community. Mm -hmm. I'm that's, that's dope. I think that's, you know, communities need that. Um, but if we're just talking about, you know, just straight specifically, um, when it comes to style and stuff like that, and that's one reason why you won't go to that church, that non-denominational church, is because you don't like the style of that music. I have to myself kind of question, you know, like, are you searching for a social club, or are you really searching for some place to, to you know, ground yourself and root yourself under good leadership, you know, under you know good biblical teaching, mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera.
1: You know, and let me say this too. I mean, I think some of us are having a Jonah moment. Mm. You know, God called Jonah to go to Nineveh. He didn't want to go. You know, mm. he was like, nah, man, ain't going over there, Jonah. He hopped on a boat and was all headed all the way over to Spain. And God knew, uh uh-uh. oh mm. Crashed that Jonah, got swallowed by, you know, the prepared fish and you wind up on the shores over there so at, at Nineveh. But I think a lot of us, god is checking us to see are we saved by certain church styles denominations Mm. are we attracted to the pastor because of his voice her voice you know what is it because we we don't i was talking to my wife last night and um she was sharing that you know she was watching some 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 women preachers and she said you know if you ever get intimidated by how some people might preach you feel like i said don't don't ever get caught up in that yeah because some of them, if not a lot of them are performing. Mm-hmm. Remember what Paul said, itch and eat. There eel. we go. You know, and so a lot of them figure the game out. I can come in there and get my organ cranking. You get my organ is cranking up. They know how to flip a service, you know, uh, uh, I come in there with the sweet hoop. It's all about who got the best hoop. Now I'm talking. Yep. We talking about Black Church here. So my 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 white compadres, listen for a sec. Um, you know, but it's even in white Pentecostal settings. Mm-hmm. You know, they got the game figured out. You know, you preach what God gives you. Mm-hmm. If He's called you to be a teacher, teach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, don't get caught up in the hype. You know, and so we need to check ourselves to see: Are we saved? by church name, by, by uh, whoever the pastor is, or are we truly saved by the blood of Christ? And if it's by the blood of Christ, I don't care who's preaching. There I don't care what the music is. I can, well, I need to care about music some of that stuff is playing up in the <laughs> church today. You know, you can go up in the mm-hmm. club and put that jump, but you know, <laughs> you know, you, you can worship with somebody that's white, somebody that's mm-hmm. black, somebody that's Hispanic, somebody that's Asian, you know? Mm-hmm. And if God says move from, you know, Church of Christ Fellowship A, and go to Church of Jesus Christ Fellowship D. Then go there. You mm-hmm. know, it's for a reason. It's why. It's why he told Paul the Holy Spirit said, Paul said, I want to go east. He said, No, go west. And look what happened. Mm-hmm. You know. So how how in tune are we to win? you know if like what Doctor Bachman was talking about, Vody Bachman, you know that he felt that urge to go. If the Holy Spirit is using him as a bridge, as a connecting point, mm-hmm. you know,
0: um, so that's good, and that's that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Where is the Lord calling you to go? You know, um, don't go to where you're comfortable. Go to where you're being called to go. If the Lord is is, yes, you know, telling you to go to just like you said, you know, go go from A to D, then do that because you you never know he could be using you mm-hmm. to open the door to yep. you know shine some light on some things and 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 make some changes within that particular church you know to serve do whatever you know mm-hmm, it could be mm-hmm. be serving in the cafeteria or in a particular church white evangelical church is probably a cafe not a cafeteria you're yeah. serving in the cafe and they see this black person never seen and it's like oh snap you know, yeah this, there's they're... something
1: watch this and it's something that God probably has given you yeah that they have been praying for
0: yeah but mm-hmm. you're so
1: caught up on culturism and colorism and I don't want to go over there because they're this mm-hmm. and you know and God saying there's something in you that I've given you and you know it that they have been praying for mm-hmm. you know yeah But
0: that's good that's good Mm. listen all of you all comment you know um here on podbean or itunes or or google let us know your thoughts about this um i actually made a post about it on facebook and i got a lot of a lot of good feedback Mm -hmm. we'll we'll answer the question again um or i guess not again but pose the question can a church truly be multicultural and multi um um, um, ethnic, um, in in and, and it's in this nature. Um, if you think, yes, you know, explain why, if you, if you don't think so, explain why not. Um, mm-hmm. I think these are necessary conversations. These are good conversations and you may just be blessing a pastor trying to figure it out. Right. So the spirit right. be wrestling them and you could say something that'll be exactly what they need to hear. So let us know your Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, let us know your thoughts again um we'll we'll post the question on, on facebook and 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 uh instagram again comment um even comment under the post uh directly um and and let us know um so you got anything you want to close with trevor
1: yeah man um be in prayer for i'm a I'm gonna put our city on the map richmond um You know, of course, this was the capital of Confederacy, you know, and so it's going through its own tumultuous turn of events, you know, and so, um, you know, we praying for peace in the city. We're praying that a race war does not start. We don't want that, you know, and we're praying for other cities that conversations can take place. Like Isaiah said, come, let us reason. We ain't got to talk Bible, but let us just talk, you know, let's talk about this, you know um so yeah as, we, as y'all pray for our city we'll pray for y'all city we always you know hey look man thank y'all so much for being a blessing to us and tuning in um if you have anything you want us to talk about um hit us up on social media um our platform on instagram tbt josea46 facebook truth be told josea46 podcast let us know
0: definitely definitely so we love you guys thank y'all for listening and we'll talk to y'all soon peace peace